You're listening to Podcateers. Welcome to episode 488 of Podcateers. This week we ponder if the Macho Man and the Kool-Aid Man are related, Disney song Earworms, one of us learns animation for a dollar, Adobe's Project Primrose, and how we think the Disney community will apply the technology, robot chickens, or maybe ducks, appear in Galaxy's Edge, we start planning a new segment that I think we're officially calling the Disney Draft Series, and of course we round out the episode with our history segment, Great Moments with Mr. Andrew, covering facts about 2007 and 2008. We'd love for you to join the conversation on our social networks, including Instagram and Facebook, but we invite you to join us on Discord. Joining the community is super simple. Just head over to podcateers.com links and click on the Discord button to join our community. On that page, you'll also find other important links like our latest episode, the Quizneyland playlist, any fundraisers that we might be participating in for Team Boat Willie, a link to our YouTube channel, and a link to Larry's YouTube channel, Goofy Guys Adventures. A very special thank you goes out to an awesome group of people known as the FGP Squad, our podcast fairy godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcateers possible. As part of the FGP Squad family, you get some additional perks like exclusive discount codes for Podcateers gear, additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, a special section of Discord, random giveaways, and access to our happy hour calls when we get an opportunity to do those. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcateers.com slash FGP. And as always, a super special thank you goes out to the FGP Squad for their continued support. So that's going to wrap up the intro. It's time to jump into the episode. If this is your first time hanging out with us, welcome. We hope that you enjoyed the episode and that you come back for more. And of course, if you've been hanging with us for a while now, welcome back, friends. Here is episode 488 of Podcateers. Oh yeah. Boom. Busting through the wall. Have you ever thought about how much Randy Man, I mean, um, uh, Randy Macho Man Savage and the Kool Aid Man sound similar. Like, are they cousins? Are they brothers? Are they brothers? Like, like you don't know. Like, they could be right. Like, over the weekend, we found out that Guido and Benny the Cab are cousins. Oh, yes. oh yeah. We'll talk. <laughs> Apparently, and then Jack and Oogie the other episode. So yes. Yeah. And then last week, we're, we're exactly. Going- Jack and Oogie are possibly <laughs> siblings. I mean, who knows, right? Randy, my, or should we just call him Kool-Aid Randy Man, Man from now on? No, it's Randy, Randy Man and Kool Aid. Randy Kool Aid Maiden. Randy Kool Aid Man Savage. You could. Uh, I just looked up Kool-Aid Macho Man Kool Aid Man, and there's artwork of uh, Macho Man as the Kool Aid Man. Oh, there's, awesome. Artwork of well, Macho Man with the Kool Aid Man. So we're not crazy. Cool. There's. <laughs> there um, you go. What is this? I don't know what this is. So at least we know that people are on the same wavelength when it comes to that. So did you happen to search if Oogie and Jack. Oh, you did. You were. We you did went that on last like, week. Yeah. 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 
I do. Okay. I do recall that. So I'm, I don't know. I'm sticking to that theory. I like it. If Triton and Ursula can be siblings, Jack and Oogie are siblings, man. I'm going with it. Why not? Uh, hey, you know, with the holidays rapidly approaching, you know, you go to the Costco and stuff and they have Christmas trees and Christmas decorations up and you know, it's not even Halloween yet. So apparently they took a note right out of Disney's Let's Decorate for Christmas Before Halloween handbook. Or did, did Disney get it from Costco? Was Disney I- influenced by the fact that Costco starts selling Christmas stuff in July? Might just be like a like a never ending cycle. Like somebody does it earlier, and then mm. somebody else does it even earlier, early, 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 early. I mean, there's other it's a perpetual art motion that machine. I want to say they have Christmas stuff in July or August. Yeah, which is hmm. no. <laughs> Look, I know, I know the the deal behind it, right? I understand that commercially, like if you sell stuff you want to start preparing your merchandise and everything for the holiday season pretty early on Mm -hmm. right look at mel like she's preparing for the isle of magic which is in a week now isn't it mel like you're about a Uh, week or so now away including this week next wait it's not that it's not the coming the weekend following this this episode after correct so we can change correct oh man Oh, man. Well, we're going to have to plug that in a bit. But, uh, I mean, you know, think of the the stuff that you've been making for Isle of Magic. Mm-hmm. Like, you started a month and a half ago prepping and building and painting. and Actually, you know, more than so that. <laughs> has it been longer? Oh, Glittering yeah. and... Yeah. And well, got, because I knew I wasn't going to have, like, the time. So I gave myself, like, the beginning of summer. Oh, so you're, like, June, July. Oh, man, you yeah. are the Costco of crafting. Yeah. <laughs> Not, okay, well, I mean, so there you go. Like, I understand the consumerism part behind it. So I get it. But come on, man. It's, like, Haunted Mansion holiday should happen after holiday. I don't know. I don't want to get into it again. I, <laughs> well, j- it's, it's just... a fight I'm not going to win, so... <laughs> <laughs> I I may or may have not bought a Christmas decoration today. Nice. What did you get? I, I so so my whole theme uh is like dogs, like Christmas dogs. And okay. so I was Aww. at the store and they had a little just like a little wood block cut out with like four dogs dressed up in like snow gear and stuff. I thought it was cute. That is so cute. I bought it. So yes, I have uh, lots of dogs. I think we probably talked about it before, but yeah, lots of dog things. And dogs were really hot, like I don't know, five years ago, like in the decorations and stuff. And it was like dog everything, and then now it's dwindled, and everything's gnomes. All yeah. these cursed gnomes. <laughs> everything is. It's just gnome city. Like I don't know what's up with all these Christmas gnomes, but that's the new hot thing is gnomes. I'm pretty sure it's pronounced gnome. Oh, I'm sorry, Genomi. <laughs> the gen- like Ganoki. <laughs> Ganochi. Uh I want a, a Christmas decoration of uh, d- remember Gravity Falls? Mm-hmm. No. I don't no, know. I know what you're talking about. I'm just being mean. <laughs> oh, I never okay. watched it, so I know <laughs> what Gravity Falls is. Dipper and Uncle something and Triangle Man and uh, Red Hair Lady. And I mean, big, okay. Bigfoot, maybe. Yes. 
Is there Bigfoot <laughs> yes. in it? Okay. So there's uh, a bunch of gnomes that Dipper and Mabel run into. You know, Jeff and Carson and Steve and Schmebulock and, you know, stuff. There's like a famous gif that everybody uses of the rainbow barfing out (laughs) of one of the gnomes right like Uh they get sick and they're like blah but it's like all rainbows and sparkles like i want a christmas decoration of that (laughs) if if gnomes are are like the thing this year because last year i did nintendo theme like we went to hallmark and i got like i had a couple but i got like the snes and like link and zelda and and the 8-bit Mario and Luigi. And so, like, the kids had a blast, like, decorating a Nintendo-themed tree. Uh, and I'm wondering, like, what we could possibly do this year. But, it, I like, even if it's not for the Christmas tree, like, if I just post them behind me, like, I want a, a rainbow barfing gnome right behind me. <laughs> or yeah, like a gnome. yeah. Har- Hallmark needs to make, like, one of those, like, $80 ornaments of it where it, like... The barf moves and it twinkles and twinkling. Stuff. Well, <laughs> you know, like those, like that haunted mansion tree topper. Wasn't it like a hundred and something dollars that they made? And, yes, but and but the, all do the you know how ones. awesome it was though? Yeah, I know it's really cool. But that's what I'm saying. They need to do. Do they need to do that with this bar- barfing gnome? Yes, is, you know, oh, like a whole cool. eighty dollar like. I mean, it continuously would be- barfing. I'm I'm gonna throw out an idea for Hallmark, like they listen to us. Um, <laughs> it could be the gnome on top with the rainbow, and then parts, like extra parts of the rainbow, to go around the tree. So it's like a waterfall. <laughs> oh, it's oh. like it's like the gnome starts, and then it's like it's like a ribbon, and you wrap the yeah. ribbon all the way around your tree. So oh it's God, I love this rainbow idea. barf all the way around your tree. Oh yeah. man, you know what we could use as a star too. I mean, I guess depending on which side of the fandom you fall on, you could have like a giant Bill Cipher as yeah. a star on the tree. That's the right? pyramid guy, glows. right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay, or, pyramid guy. Or you can lean towards the light side, right, of Gravity Falls. And you can have like Mabel posed in like like a dancing position and the star on her sweater, like the shooting star that she has is what glows on top Aww. of the tree. That would be right, sweet. so you can ha- like you can either lean towards Bill or you can lean towards Mabel. I like. I think either one would be fun. Yeah, I mean, I think Bill would be nice, like nightlight too. So yeah, Hallmark, we're looking at you. We know you're not listening. Somebody <laughs> tag Hallmark <laughs> at Hallmark at Hallmark. <laughs> Hashtag not sponsored. Hallmark Hashtag. sponsor us. Did you see, speaking of Hallmark, I know we talked about the Haunted Mansion thing. Did you see the carbon freezing decoration that they had? The Star Wars one? Yeah, it's bananas. Yes. Wait, what? Oh, Mel, did you see it? No. So so they had, it was like a chunk of decoration, okay? And so essentially it was uh, Vader, Chewbacca, and Han mm. Solo. And when you, like when you play, like Han Solo was basically tied up. And when you press the button, he would drop into the ornament and it would cover and it would make all the sounds and stuff. And out comes Han in carbonite after like you hear all the sounds and everything. It was a crazy ornament. Like I don't know. They call this an ornament, but it's like the size of like. That's animatronic. <laughs> like I'm a grapefruit. Like it's it, it's a honking piece of of decoration. Wow. 
but it basically plays the whole scene. It's Darth mm-hmm. Vader, Han, Leia, Chewie with C-3PO on his back. I'm, I, it's on the Hallmark website right now. And then, yeah, it plays like the whole audio from the scene. And then he goes down into the thing and then the lights change and like strobe and stuff. And then he comes back up frozen. It's very cool. And it was pretty uh, awesome. $65. Funny yeah. you say that. And now it's selling for like 120 everywhere. It says they're, so yeah. they're sold out on the Hallmark store, but it says more on the way. So you may be able to like. Um, oh, that's good. Yeah, you may be able to get your hands on one at some point. Uh, it is cool. uh, five and a half inches or 5.2 inches tall. Ooh. It's, <laughs> it's yeah. huge. Yeah, it, it's a pretty beefy ornament. Like, you need to have yourself a really good tree to hold that thing up. Or a shelf. Yeah, like, I don't... So. Yeah, that's a shelf that's ornament, a shelf. I think. <laughs> yeah. Because it's, it's really... Um, that yeah, tree would go, like, too... timber. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you need to balance it out on the other side with the Haunted Mansion or whatever. Right. Yeah. It's a couple hundred dollars. You know, somebody dollars. should... If we had a 3D printer, someone, if I had a 3D printer, should should design a bracket that basically tries like it ties to the trunk of the tree and mm-hmm. it like it telescopes out so that a giant ornament like this can sit in the tree mm-hmm. you know so it's not technically hanging from a branch it's basically on a small shelf but inside the tree it's just like a cantilever thing that's it. I'm getting a 3D printer. Yeah. I'm just... Hey, this is, uh, Hallmark... This is a genius idea. <laughs> Hallmark makes uh, something similar to this. No, they don't. They do, this too. This is my idea. I've never cut... Not uh, Do they really? I just looked it up. <laughs> <laughs> it's... It's, <laughs> it's but called mine a... will be better. We will be the apple of these ornament holders and trees. It's we called... We won't invent it, yeah. but we'll make it better. <laughs> it's yeah. called a Hallmark keepsake ornament display arm. Or at least pretend to make it better. <laughs> there you go. Make, well, just make it look nicer because this one looks real leafy. So maybe some some okay. a different design. All but right. yes, apparently somebody had this d- idea. It's a good idea. Like it's okay. All right. Well, I'll get the three D printer and keep you posted. So do it. it. You know, it's funny that we're talking about like Christmas ornaments and and decorations and stuff because you know how randomly you get like, or I'll ask you the question. Do you ever get like random Disney earworms in your head, whether like from commercials or like, like all of a sudden, like you don't know where it comes from, but you're like, triple dang come, we'll make you smile. Triple dang come. <laughs> like, you're, like do, do, do things ever just pop into your head like that? She's like, nothing can stop us now. We'll tell you how. We're going to make it happen. I'll take a ride. I'll take a ride. That's a really good if Mickey that's Mouse how impression. it comes into your head, that's awesome. <laughs> yeah, just like that. <laughs> that uh, that's th- been the one lately that will just it? every once in a while pop in my head. I'm like, that's a good song. <laughs> All right. Mel, do you have any that, that, that uh, it happens to you with? Actually, it happened today. I was reading a post, and the, it was how the person put the sentences together. And I'm reading it, and all of a sudden, my head was like, "Da da da!" Like Gaston, and then Gaston. Like it just it. 
the nice. the cadence came and I was like, why am I, why is this in my head? I'm reading it, but I, in my head, I'm singing it mm-hmm. as if it, this is about Gaston. What? <laughs> so yeah, that does happen. <laughs> that All just, right. remi- that just reminds me of a post I saw today, but it's, I'm not going to find it. So <laughs> it's fine. I don't know. Anyway, never mind. Ignore that. Ignore what I just well- said. <laughs> the the reason I'm bringing it up is because, like I said, th- no matter where you go, like people or stores are already kind of winding down the Halloween stuff and you're already seeing a bunch of Christmas stuff, right? Or a, a bunch of holiday stuff. And one of the, like one of my kids came to me and said, hey, dad, you know, for Christmas, I would like this. And so I thought, all right, well, I mean, this is good because now I, I kind of know what they want and I know what to kind of like you know, build my gift around. And all of a sudden, like, like I had just watched it on TV back when TV was a thing, kids. Uh, <laughs> over all the of a sudden, waves. Over the <laughs> there you airwaves, go. The invisible TV. Uh, I started like in my head just went off. It's like, Merry, 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 Merry Christmas. It's Christmas time at Disneyland. <laughs> Celebrate. I'm like, what, what, what? It was just all day. Like I could knock it out, out, out of my head. It just kept playing over and over and over. Mm-hmm. And I just went with it. And so now for the last I don't know, like four or five days. Like I just keep whistling it all of a sudden and I like, I can't get it out of my head. And I mean, it's obvious that I'm ready for Christmas. I mean, right. it's obvious, right? I freaking love Christmas. <laughs> <laughs> Especially when it comes right after Halloween. Haunted mention, I'm looking at you, but not bitter. I, I, I'm just saying. Just, I mean, know. I'd rather have that song than, I mean, it's good that you had that song and not like it's Small World. Or any other earworm <laughs> similar. You know, Small World I'll get, but I'll get like the like other languages, but I don't know how to say them. I just know what they sound like. So it's like, you know, I don't know what, what they're saying. I mean, I know what they're saying. I don't know how to say it, but in my head, they're just going in there. I got that just like on, you know, in track. And then Christmas time, you know, all the different Christmas versions of that. Too. Right. Uh, the other one that pops in my head is the, 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 Halloween parade that it's Halloween everybody <laughs> that's such a good song and it uh I am very happy whenever that's in my head and then there's another one also the country bear um vacation hoedown mm-hmm. the, yeah the the main theme from that the uh oh uh, yeah 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 that, that's the great outdoors nothing like the great outdoors ease your soul Another like the great outdoors keeps me from growing old. That's a, you know, that's, that's that, it, that song was like, like I was looking into it for a while. It was like very popular for like two years, like country bear vacation hoedown came out. And then like, it was on like the silly, what was it? The sings bit silly songs or what do they call them? The sings, what sing silly. I don't know. Some oh, VHS this. tapes. Yeah, the yeah. Sing along silly sing alongs or sing whatever they're called. Like that, it was on there, and it was like on a lot of like compilation CDs, like for like ten years or something. The Great Outdoors, even like when the attraction was not operating anymore, they kept putting it on the CDs. It's good stuff, man. <laughs> I like music. There was like a Christmas. lot of really good stuff, man. Like I guess there still is, right? But I, I don't know. I, Nothing I can like stop think us back now. On... Mm-hmm. 
I'll tell you how. Mm-hmm. We're going to make it happen. It's a good song. <laughs> All right. Well, if there's an earworm out there that the Disney company has put in your head at one point or another and you just can't get it out of your head, share it over on Discord. We'd love for you to join the community and continue the conversation there. Or you can leave a comment on this post. We'd love to hear what your earworms are. And this is, it's kind of a dangerous thing to ask for that, right? Because somebody might post something and then all of a sudden that becomes the earworm <laughs> that, that you can't get out of your head. But yeah. you know what? The it's fine. Up bus is coming let's, and let's share. And all I see is the dude with the big glasses dancing for Magic Mountain. Yeah, leave a comment. Let us know what that earworm is. Um, hey, so remember, oh, I, I don't know. Well, I guess we talked about it when we were talking about, um, or maybe I, we didn't, maybe we talked about it on the Quizneyland thing. Hey, well, before we continue, Andrew, do you want to talk about what's happening with Quizneyland and what we did this weekend and how much fun we had and all that good stuff? Yes, we recorded the final episode of Quiz. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> uh, <laughs> wow. No, it's, um, we we should have saved that for April. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I'll just do it again then. It's okay. fine. Um, no, uh, this uh, the, the week after this week, next week, I guess is what that is, um, it will be Quizneyland's two-year anniversary. So um, if you've been listening to Quizneyland for... Uh, more than a year uh you know that we had a mega sode at our one year uh anniversary where melon and, and hazen and larry came on and we you know had like an hour long episode and asked each other questions well we did that again we just happened to record it uh yesterday as we're recording this um but it will come out on uh november 2nd um that'll be quizneyland episode 53 we do those every other week um, so yeah, it was fun. Um, I think the recording time ended up being like an hour 20, an hour, almost an hour and a half, but I'm sure with, uh, logistical editing, it'll be a little shorter than that. But cause he, he, you know, there's a point where, uh, I think I left and like others, so we got to cut that extra time out, <laughs> but it'll be, uh, it's a, it's a good fun episode. Um, I think, you know, everybody had a lot of good questions. It's all new stuff, so uh, have a listen if you want to have an extra uh, podcateers, uh, something something a little different than what we do here on podcateers, but all of us are there. It was Quizneyland's two-year anniversary episode, yay! You'll get a Harry Hazen do that on the episode, too. He did that before. <laughs> <laughs> he, loves being, he loves being Cormit. Cormit. <laughs> Cormit. Love it. Hey, so uh, we were talking about uh, animation on Quizneyland, and I probably brought it up before because it's. Uh, I was really into animation. I really wanted to work at Pixar or DreamWorks or something, and I took a bunch of like computer animation courses and stuff. And that was originally like my career goal, right? And then other stuff came, and I started to love other stuff, and I just you know my career shifted. But uh, I hold this deep regard for animation and style and the discipline behind it. And I recently started following uh, a Disney animator on TikTok. His name is Aaron Blaze. So Aaron Blaze actually has a really great resume of films that he's worked on. The first Disney film that he worked on was The Rescuers Down Under. 
He went on to work on Beauty and the Beast, and then Aladdin, and then The Lion King, Pocahontas, Mulan, Brother Bear, and from back when he started on The Rescuers uh, Down Under, he was just an animation assistant. He moved up to animator, supervising animator, and eventually to director, and he directed Brother Bear. Uh, I started following him on TikTok because what I like, he started like making these, these like lives where he was showing people how to animate, like how to flip between the sheets and how to get it to look organic. Like he's really like he's amazing at making animals. His nickname is the Creature Teacher. Okay, that's that's how much he does with like like animals. And so he's got a website, The Art of Aaron Blaze. And so he's got like these online courses where if you want to learn animation, and I just want to like say that that we're not being sponsored or anything like this. This, I just found it interesting because I love animation. I love the techniques. I love the development of characters. And I love like what goes into it, especially I love hearing from artists that started off in this traditional world where they were doing like a lot of 2D animation and flipping through pages and everything. And they've evolved into a digital world where they're able to do really sophisticated animations with something like Procreate. Right. That gives you the opportunity to create like animated, like little animated films and stuff like that. And so on one of his lives, he was saying, hey, you know, I have this sale going on, you know, for for Halloween. If you want to get in on one of my courses, uh, you can get like a, you know, this animation course where I teach you the basics of this, this and this and this. And it's like a seventy five dollar course, character design, 20 videos. He had it on sale for a dollar. Wow. A dollar. Like that's that's crazy. It's a seventy five dollar course, right? And so I figured, you know what? I'm gonna give this a shot. You know, I love watching these videos. I'm not in animation anymore, but I'm still fascinated by right. the by the discipline and the art behind this. So I got the videos. I haven't had an opportunity to sit down and watch them, but I can't even begin to tell you how excited I am to dive into it because in one of the videos, which right now he has for like five bucks, like a bunch of them are on sale for like five, ten dollars. He's got the he's only has one course for one dollar, but he also has like Photoshop custom brush sets that he uses for like creating hair and fur and stuff like that for like a dollar as well right so if you're an artist you might want to check out creatureteacher.com check out what Aaron has on sale and some of his courses because the thing that excited me the most when I was going through this is that the the animation on paper course that he has where he's like flipping through sheets and stuff he's animating the beast <laughs> it's it's one of my favorite characters. It's one of my like absolute favorite films and he's animating the beast. Okay? So, anyway, Aaron Blaze creatureteacher.com if you are interested. I don't know how long the sale is going to go on, but go check it out. The course that I got for a dollar was like a character design course and uh he's got other stuff on there for like 5 10 bucks or whatever on sale, but if you love animation, if you um, or are even interested in it, even if you don't want to do it, but you're just interested in it, go uh, go check out his stuff or check him out on TikTok. 
I think uh, you'll have some fun watching some of the lives that he puts on. So a little plug there for Aaron. Not solicited. Uh, we're not sponsored or anything by him, but I've just had so much fun watching his lives. I mean... That's cool. That That's pretty worth it for a dollar. That's incredible. I mean, it's kind of like one of those things where you would just want to share and be like, hey, you could get this like brand new toy for that and... That's that's cool. I'm I'm excited to hear more. Like you know, as you go into the the course and whatnot. So I'm excited. I'll keep you posted as I kind of go through them. I'll let you know what I like, what I don't like, and stuff like that. Uh, hey, we got some technology stuff that I want to touch on uh, that I thought was pretty cool. One is not Disney related. One is Galaxy's Edge related. But I want to start, I guess, the first one, even though it's not directly Disney related. I think there's a lot of really cool applications that it can be used for. Uh, Mel, you sent us this link. Uh, It was at an Adobe conference. Do you want to talk a little bit about it and what it was? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I happened to catch this just out of random. Like I was just scrolling through different like websites and whatnot. And I'm not really good with, I don't ca- I don't keep up with the newest technology or anything. So this was like a happened by chance to see it. And it was from Adobe. I've never heard of Project Primrose. Um, I believe, I don't remember the gal that was presenting it. I think it's Christine. Christine Derrick. Derrick, D- yes. She was presenting, you know, just talking about a dress that she had on and it's just a regular tube top dress. So it wasn't anything fancy at first. It looked, you know, pretty shiny, but as she kept talking about this dress, you know, of course she had her hands behind her back. No problem. Um, with just a touch of a button, she's pressing the button and suddenly this dress becomes another dress and it's so seamless with, how the transition is which blew my mind because this is something we've been trying to see like at parks and it's not just that she keeps going and it's like okay one design after another and then you see another design and suddenly she's talking about how this dress not just changes on design like on the go but her dress goes along with movement, which is like head exploding moment because this is technology that we don't have or have seen yet. Um, I got excited over this because to me, this is the only thing I haven't seen anything like this. And the closest thing I've seen is if you guys remember at Innoventions inside the dream home, they had a mirror on in the uh, daughter's bedroom, I believe. And you were able to step in front of this mirror. You didn't have to be a cast member but or the member of the home <laughs> um, to be in front of it and have your outfit change in front of you. And I was like, wow, this was what maybe a decade ago. And we haven't I haven't seen anything since. So to see like Project Primrose, happen and just the the way of how seamless the transitions were were amazing and um (laughs) in the video there's people who are just so amazed that they like kind of gasp or scream or like out of excitement and 
internally I was doing that. I didn't do that out loud, but it, it just, it was like, wow, like this technology. And I was telling you guys that this technology, I see this coming to the parks. I really do because they have tried and um, I'll bring up an example with uh, Princess Aurora's dress. You know, we've had mm -hmm. people do the, the Cinderella's, ex, you know, transition dress. Um, we've seen people try to do this. And honestly, I feel like this would amplify so much in performances. I mean, just the possibilities of you just being able to just change not just your outfit, but to have it move with you. I mean, it could be like you have paint splattered on you and or you have water or you're splashing or electricity. You're getting, I don't know. It's just, it's just, see, this is why I got excited because it could be applied to anything. Um, I was thinking, you know, it would be pretty cool for like, not a whole dress, but what if you use parts and you wanted like Thor to be, to come in and just just be so bright because you know electricity and thunder and all that stuff lightning i should have said not thunder but it's just the excitement of the possibilities that could come out of this and i thought it was worth sharing for sure yeah it's like it's very cool i've been i was reading up on this and i guess they had introduced this technology last year and like a like just like a panel like a you know it's just like a you know a square panel on a board kind of showing what it can do but i think at the time people didn't realize like the full like capacity of what what this could be used for mm -hmm. um and so it looks like it looks like these you know it's if if you haven't seen the dress look it up but it kind of looks like almost scales or something on the front of the dress um and each one of those is like an individual like almost like a screen like a like an LCD screen. It's it's a little more complicated than that, but it's um it can do two colors basically like a white and a black ish color and each one of those can be like individually programmed to do something different. So you can make shapes, animations and and you know different patterns and all this kind of stuff in there. So it's 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 very cool and it's it, they there's a lot of words um that are used in these articles um, that, you know, I don't understand on what exactly they mean. Um, it says, recent advances in smart materials have enabled displays to move beyond planar surfaces into the fabrics of everyday life. We propose reflective light diffuser modules for non-emissive flexible display systems. Our system leverages reflective black, uh, ba reflective backed polymer dispersed liquid crystal uh, and electroactive material commonly used in smart window applications. This low power non-emissive material can be cut into any shape and dynamically diffuses light. So that's kind of their uh, line on on what this is and how it works, but uh, kind of uh, complicated if you don't know what's uh, a lot of those words mean like i do <laughs> yeah adults. it's just easier to just watch the video <laughs> yeah video cool yes <laughs> so like years ago there was that video of aurora's dress changing right from mm -hmm. like pink to blue and like people went crazy and 
people were able to debunk them and they, you know, they were false and stuff. But like UV inks exist, right? And it's not the way I, the reason I know this is because I have two decks that I bought from somewhere around the world. I don't remember where they came from, but they're a company called Normal. That that's what they go by, normal playing cards. Uh <laughs> and they're they're are they're like colorless uh when you're in like the room, but when I go outside and the sun hits them, there's a UV reaction and one of them like the backs turn purple, the pips turn purple, and the other deck turns like a mint green. So there are special paints that are UV reactive. They're just I mean, you can't, at least not that I know of, I, I don't know a way where you can necessarily control the timing so that, let's say, Aurora was in a parade where you could time it so that's okay. Like, cover every sun angle so that she, like, her dress doesn't turn to the other color and then lift the shades and then, boom, her dress changes color, right? Like, I don't think they're, mm-hmm. they're that, pre- like, there's there isn't that type of precision available. But the application of having the ability to use this type of technology. I know it's just like black and white or like gray and silver right now, like because of how it reflects, but like this is uh, eventually they're going to be able to do pigments, you know, so that you can have colored tiles. And so instead of, you know, just having a, a LCD that looks black, you have actual color. Like look at video games. They were like those little handhelds that were like bleep, bleep 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 and it was just like figures on a gray screen floating around it was like a really rudimentary animation and then eventually it turned into these like handheld full color lcd displays that you can carry around with you look at cell phones right they had the old nokia phones had that old you know lcd style and now we have full-blown 4k you know ultra high def resolution cell phone screens so um, the technology is getting there and you can already tell that it's getting there because there are companies like samsung for instance that have like the z the fold phone right where you know instead of having just a single phone you can Uh, unfold it and it turns into like a tablet size or you can fold it in half and it becomes like a little clamshell phone and stuff so there are companies that are playing around with this technology and like you said Mel they can use it in all sorts of applications like they can use it in the costuming for parades they can expand on it uh, to like think of what they could do with like a little Pascal running around in the park You know, and get it to change so that he just essentially becomes whatever his background is. Like, how cool would that be, right? If they could apply it to, like, characters like Pascal. But then, eventually, this technology is going to become affordable or somebody's going to be able to replicate it. And imagine the Disney bounds people will be able to create with you know, the ingenuity that a lot of the Disney bounders have because let's face it. I mean, Disney costuming is amazing, right? Mm -hmm. They do such a fantastic job with the costumes for parades and for in the park and everything. But man, some of the work that Disney bounders put into their creations is insane. It's 
Oh. I I could I know why you know Disney doesn't go that far because it's impractical, right? I've seen right. the battery packs and all the stuff that some Disney bounders carry. And if you're in a parade standing on a float, maybe you can use something like that. But if you're running around dancing and stuff, it's impractical. I've seen them walking on their tiptoes and stuff so that they don't break their costume and stuff. But eventually the, the technology will get there. Talk about art, right? Like we keep mm-hmm. talking about how we love to see artistic things like this. The creations that I think are going to come from the Disney community, especially the Disney bounding community. Oh, man. Oh, I cannot Dude, wait to see once this technology is applied to that. I didn't think of, I, yes, I think I mentioned parades. I can't remember. I'm tired. But um, what I thought about immediately is like, hey, technology, parades. Oh, my gosh. Paint the night. Boom. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Damn. Or even phantasmic. Like, it's, that's why it's exciting. Definitely. Ah, man. Well, Project Primrose, if you're interested, check it out. Just do a quick Google search. Uh, We'll also share a video over on Discord. If you want to check that out, uh, it's pretty amazing. I mean, it was just the front, but the tech is there, right? It's such a cool concept. Just the idea that from like one second to the next, your entire design or pattern can change. I'm telling you, the, the foundation is there. And once we get some color into this, this is going to be some tech to watch out for because it's going to I'll, I'll I'll go on a limb and say it's going to revolutionize the fashion industry. Oh, yeah. the And not just fashion, the technology like it's it's going to be there's probably just things we're not even thinking about that this can be applied to. So it's it's going to be a wild ride seeing what these are going to like end up being in partly. You know, being Someone part is going to do their car. <laughs> guarantee it <laughs> oh man that would be an invisible car an invisible yeah, plane imagine scary. the cloaking technology <laughs> that okay well that we is just made chaos <laughs> people yeah it's gonna cause some worrying so let's shift the conversation to some different type of technology how about yeah. that yeah <laughs> uh let's talk about some uh, new innovations from the Imagineers over at Galaxy's Edge. But before we do, I want to remind you that this episode of Podcasters is brought to you by a fantastic group of listeners known as the FGP Squad, our podcast for your godparents, because it's their support via Patreon that help make these episodes of Podcasters possible. For more information on how you can become part of the FGP Squad family, we invite you to check out podcasters.com slash FGP. There you will find some information about the FGP Squad, a link to our Patreon, a list of some of our top contributors. And of course, if you have any additional questions, please feel free to reach out to us. We'll be happy to answer any questions that you might have. But being a part of the FGP Squad family gets you some additional perks, like a special section of Discord, access to additional content that we've uploaded to Patreon, discount codes on Podcasters gear, random giveaways. Uh, When we do our happy hour calls, you get uh, access to those and more. So again, podcasters.com slash FGP is where you want to go get more information, but you can always ask us. We'll be happy to answer any questions you might have. And of course, to all of the members of the FGP squad, we just want to send a huge thank you for your continued support. Andrew, 
would right. you like to share some information about uh, the the cute new tech coming to Galaxy's Edge? Sure. There's some ducks at Galaxy's Edge. Uh, no, Robo ducks. Robo ducks. Um, yeah. The uh, Imagineering is um, play testing. Uh, some new autonomous droids uh, over at Galaxy's Edge at Disneyland. I'm not sure if those they're still going on, but as far as I can tell, they're still doing some kind of play testing. These are all fully, you know, autonomous, uh, thinking for themselves, going and doing stuff. Robots. They kind of look like uh, little robot ducks almost. Uh, they're called. I think Hazen found they're called the BD One style roaming droids um in three colors orange uh, green and blue uh and they're very cute yeah i do want to clarify that they're essentially a bd unit bd1 was the the droid that was with um eno cordova and, gotcha. So uh, they're BD, in it, uh, the Rebels? model BD robot. Is it Rebels? I don't remember. Yeah, but they're a BD series droid, and BD one specifically belonged to someone. Um, I don't remember if it was Rebels or the Clone Wars, but it was. You know, it it belonged to a Jedi. Somebody, uh, will but know. yes. Yeah, I'm sure somebody will be able to tell me. But yeah, I mean, I've seen the Lego form of this before. Mm -hmm. Super cool. Uh, The fact that they're bringing them to Galaxy's Edge is fun. They, like, we started joking and saying that they're ducks. The first time I saw them, I didn't think duck. I actually thought robot, and I started to chuckle because I thought robot chicken, which was, (laughs) you know, the little animation show. Uh, And I just kind of chuckled at that, but... I mean, I want to see these in person. And more importantly, if you can have, you know, conversations and they're kind of responding and they're reacting and, you know, you see their emotions changing, I think that's kind of cool. You know what I thought? Two words. And I'm going to say it again and again and again so that hopefully somebody hears me. But Babu Frick, these things are small. Again, they're very small. I mean, they're small. not that small. They Babu could be, Frick's they, pretty well, small. They're, they're, they're getting there. They're getting there. You they're know? getting there, yes. So uh, there's a step in that direction. Just make it happen. Keep working at it. Thank you, Disney. I think they could do Babu Frick right now if they wanted they to. They could. Like, they I got so freaking too. Grogu already. They could do it. I know. They had that freaking, <laughs> um, what was it, the... Uh, uh, I can't Destiny that weird oh, yeah. like animatronic they had at like D23 and at Tomorrowland for a little bit. Like they could do Babu frickin' like a little like door or something that opens up and he does little Babu Frick stuff, but yeah, I think they could do it now if they wanted to. Um, I agree. Yeah. But um uh there's a couple videos on the Imagineering YouTube channel that you can see some more like tests of them doing this, uh, you know, other like in in office or in workshop tests and also like in the woods, like doing some tests. There's some kids playing around with it. Uh, the description of the video it says designing a bipedal robotic character with impeccable balance is impressive, but simply isn't enough when you consider Disney characters strut, prance, sneak, tromp, shuffle, hustle, 
and saunter or meander. Disney Research recently unveiled a new robotic character prototype that combines procedural animation, modular hardware, and reinforcement learning to be able to design and program a walking character capable of these unique gates and traits. Even more impressive, they can do this within months, not years. The ability to have a new robot design learn to uh, imitate artistic motion in a simulation environment before it's being built advances Imagineering's innovation pipeline. And we can't wait to see what uh, more can be done with this exploration. So it's not even just the like the robot itself, uh, the technology, but it's the software, the the learning that the robot can do, you know, being programmed like, hey, you're shaped like this and we want you to walk like a duck. So learn how ducks walk and apply that to your shape and you walk like that. Okay. Uh, it's <laughs> kind tap. of like what, what they're getting at. They're, you know, they're, they're trying to teach, you know, with, with learning robots, you have to teach them the stuff. But if you can do that before it's like put in the robot, the, you know, software or whatever, then it gives you, you know, less, uh, working with it, I guess. It's like potty training a dog or something. I mean, they are making great advances when it comes to a lot of the robotics and the expansion of audio animatronics, right? Because this like they've now implemented the AI into this particular robot that, like you said, you teach it and say, Hey, you know, be a duck basically. And the robot will learn how to be a duck. Uh, But this in conjunction to some of the next gen tech, remember at South by Southwest, Mm -hmm. how they were, they had that little robot bunny that was on rollerblades and it like did a tumble and stuff like that Mm -hmm. imagine that technology expanding into all these other audio animatronics where listen i can imagine how bad it is i'm sorry to break the disney magic but on hot summer days i can't even imagine what it's like being the beast Mm -hmm. at a park Mm-hmm. Okay, yeah. I like if you could somehow create an autonomous, you know, being a robot that will be able to replicate the mannerisms of the beast, like like feed it the footage from Beauty and the Beast and the, the mannerisms, the expressions, the voice and everything will just come through in this in this robot, in this character that, that you've built that's awesome. I, the characters will come to life in yeah. front of you as they were designed in the film, which is one thing that really a lot of the characters can't do. You know, we experimented with Mickey talking and at times it was great and at times it wasn't. But this was a, a design that was meant for somebody to be controlling from the inside right we mm-hmm. have cast members inside of uh a stormtrooper outfits you know that are able to kind of reply you know using certain motions in their fingers to trigger certain key phrases and stuff so there's a lot of memorization that goes on uh with these costumes and and for these characters or like Kylo Ren for instance but what if it was a robot and it could have a real life conversation. You know, it's it's a mixture of 
some of the tech we've seen with some of the costumes. It's a mixture of some of the tech that we've seen virtually with Crush. It's some of the tech that we've seen mixed in with like this rollerblading robot at, you know, South by Southwest. You know, these new BD droids now at Galaxy's Edge. I In 10 years, I, I can't imagine how amazing the tech has the potential to be when it comes to designing these characters and what the experience can be like when you're actually meeting a character uh, um, that's not just a face character, right? But having an interaction with like one of your favorite characters in their full character Mm -hmm. form. Well, it's kind of like, like how they had the, for a time, the, the meet and greet with Mickey at Walt Disney world that he could talk to you. You know, it's all stemming, I think, from basically what you're saying is like, how can these characters, our characters in the park, interact with people more realistically, more, you know, enthusiastically and and stuff like that. So that's like you're saying, this is all I think what this technology is building towards is to have those moments be more authentic and real feeling um, than they are currently. Yeah. It's exciting yes. stuff. Uh, hopefully we get to see more. Uh, I would love to see these things in person one day. Um, but if I, I, I really do think that this is leading up to something like Babu Frick, Mel, because if you think about it, Grogu is a test of mechanics more than anything, right? Because whoever is dressed as Mando is essentially controlling Grogu and the expressions and, you know, the, the sounds that are coming from Grogu. But these robots are designed to learn to think on their own so that they can respond, which I think is, you know, again a combo combo tech that you can mix with something like crush and have an entire show that is now live where it doesn't have to be a cast member like because we have it now right we kind of have that like where if you're on monsters incorporated uh you know uh, mike and sully to the rescue somebody is behind a camera talking to you as Roz and they're reacting to what you're wearing or what, you know, how you're acting, what you look like and stuff like that. If you look bored, they'll call you out or whatever. But this is the evolution of that because it's no longer a cast member. Um, So I am, I will say that I am interested in the, like the, the, the vetting process for the tech as well, because I've had an opportunity to use some AI and the application isn't all there, right? I know that they're Mm -hmm. writing their own tech and their own AI and their own programming for all of this, but I would be curious how they would implement restrictions so that it, it will essentially learn from talking to people, but exclude learning certain phrases or actions or mannerisms that people will try to force teach it because there's going to be people that are going to try to force it to learn, you know, bad, bad words or, or whatever. Mm -hmm. Right. 
Right. Uh, so I I would be more interested in because AI exists. Like AI is just out there. Yeah. You can program it. You can teach it. You can do whatever. But I would be more interested in figuring out how they're going to filter that down and teach the robot not to learn that stuff. You know what's funny? Okay. So one last thing. Um, so I'm, I was thinking about the technology with Project Primrose and then what we just saw in Galaxy's Edge with just the robots and AI. Well, who's to say your mind's going to be like, oh, my gosh, yes. OK, so who's to say like in 10 years, we'll see Hatbox ghosts outside of Mansion because the dude doesn't talk. Oh, damn. Really? Damn it. But the technology with both of those things. Yeah. <sighs> now you're speaking my language. They can follow you home. They as could, they say. right? They can. Oh, at, or at least to the parking structure, and then they have to go back, or else you know, you gotta feed them and stuff. <laughs> well, they don't eat. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know. Maybe they want a sandwich. Who Is knows? it like in Casper the Friendly Ghost where like he eats and then it just falls oh, just on falls the floor, it just falls, <laughs> or yeah. like Slimer in the Ghostbusters, oh, yeah, yeah, and it's yeah. just like. <laughs> Yep. Who yeah. knows? Maybe they just want a sandwich. Maybe that's why they're following you because they know you're about to go get a sandwich and they want one for themselves. <laughs> Have you ever stopped to think about that? Maybe they're just hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Being teased by that birthday cake all these years and can't right. even get a slice. Never get to eat it. Man. Poor How ghost. Disappointing. Tired. <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well. Uh, I want to talk about something that I want to do in an upcoming episode uh, before we start wrapping up and we jump into great moments uh, with Mr. Andrew. I So I listen to a lot of podcasts. You know, while I'm working and stuff, I, I get to listen to a lot of stuff. And growing up, I was a big fan of Boy Meets World. And so I have been listening to Pod Meets World, which is um, Danielle Fischel, Will Friedle, and Ryder Strong, who played Topanga, Eric, and Sean on the show. Uh, they are real-life friends, and they started this podcast to talk about their time on the show, their experience. Uh, it's very similar to a lot of the other podcasts um, where, where cast members recap their time on the show. This is basically the same thing. It's just Boy Meets World related, right? And so recently, uh, they, they're in season, they're in the third season, and recently they did a draft. And the draft that they did was uh, of the episodes up through the ones that they had covered. It wasn't the entire series. It was just the first like couple seasons. And they drafted their own list of episodes to try to come up with like the best episode list. And then they had um, their listeners vote on who possibly had the best episodes on their draft. Right. And so I got to thinking like, well, we weren't on a TV show, so we can't talk about a TV show. I mean, we could start covering a TV show, but it wouldn't happen until after the strike. So what can we do now that's similar? And I thought, Disney music. There are so many iconic songs in the Disney catalog. What if we did a Disney music draft where we just go and I forgot the term, but it's basically a snake style where uh, once we determine the order, 
the first and third get to do two picks at a time because it's so kind you of do like one, a two, three, solution. three, two, one, one, two, three, three. Yes, two, exactly. One, one, two, three, three, two, one. Yeah. And by the end of the selection rounds, everybody has their list of songs. And what we can do is we can post our lists mm-hmm. and have uh, like on Instagram or on Discord, whatever we want, and have people vote to see whose draft list is the best and who has like the like if they could own, like if these were considered like the ultimate Disney song list and you could only listen to one for the rest of your life who's got the best song list what do you think let's do it yeah well, let's do it sounds fun right yeah yeah so we're going to plan all of this we're going to we're going to plan the logistics of it i think i pretty much have everything figured out but expect to hear a Disney dra- a Disney music draft episode very soon. If you want to play along, join us on Discord. If there's uh, maybe because uh, I I want to figure out like what years we should restrict it to, or if we should restrict it to specific years, considering that the company is celebrating their hundred years of wonder. If we stick to the entire hundred years, that's a massive catalog to select from, which. I don't do like fantasy sports, so I'm I don't normally do like a football or baseball draft or anything like that. But essentially, you have a list of all the the things that are being drafted, and once somebody selects it, it's off the table. Somebody else can't select it anymore, right? So, at some point, we're all going to have to get together and agree on the songs that need to be selectable as part of the draft. And so maybe that's what we'll we'll uh, ask everyone to help us with. Maybe sure. we'll put a thing on Discord and on Instagram and we'll say, hey, the Disney music draft is coming. Give us a song that should be included as, you know, a draft pick. And so we'll cap it at however we however many we need. And then um, those will all be selectable. And the good thing about that is we'll be able to do this in multiple rounds, right? If we, because we have a hundred years of Disney music to go through, technically we can do this two or three times and come up with like a mega list at the end. Yeah. So, I think, right? I think, I think we're, we need to not put, uh, this is my vote. I think we put no restrictions on it. Any Disney song counts. And we just see who makes the best list. That's my humble opinion. So let you know. Tell us on Discord if you think that's the way to go. Because I think, I think that each of us is going to have a different like thing of like, oh, these are the songs that we want. And like, if the songs are predetermined, I know that's like what sports are. It's like all the people are already predetermined. You just get a pick out of them. But if you know. Some of us have affinities for things that others don't, then you you might not think of something in that initial list. So if we can just have, you know, free reign over a hundred years of Disney music from any cattle a category, any anything, you know, I might seem crazy. I don't know. Maybe there's no, a crazy No, it makes idea. sense. But but you know, you never know what what uh, could come up with, with uh, you know, out of left field kind of uh, okay. ideas so, and songs. So to be clear, you, yeah, we could do TV show theme songs. No rules. We could do 
Merry, 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 Merry Christmas Disney commercial. You, it could be anything, basically. No rules. That's my my rule is no rules. Any song that ever existed. Okay. It could be it could be friggin, you know, uh, uh, yeah, like you said, a commercial jingle. It could be an attraction song. It could be friggin, you know, a made up, you know, a song that was uh, in the background of a movie. You'd be like, well, you know, it could be freaking, uh, you know, Uga Chaka, Uga Chaka from <laughs> Guardians of the Galaxy. Like, it well, could see, be. Well, see, that's what makes it difficult, right? That's why anything. I think we need some kind of restriction because. Oh, okay. Well, we'll like, figure if it we out said, then. If we said, like, Disney Renaissance, obviously, it really limits and uh, allows you to really parse through the music in the Renaissance era and create, like, a pretty solid list. But if you're going. Uh, absolutely a hundred years and you got everything on the table. I mean that it's going to drive you insane trying to, I'm, I'm saying this for me. Okay. You know (laughs) how I am about making certain choices and how I sometimes end up with backup choices. And sometimes it drives me crazy because I cannot settle on something like that. So maybe what we need to do is make this a regular thing. This is like the monthly draft and each, each month, or something has a category, and that way we can cover all the different things. I'm just talking out of my butt here right now, but you know, every month we have a category that you know, like you said, Disney Renaissance park songs, songs that uh, say magic in them, this and that. You know, whatever categories we want to come up with, you know, then okay. then we can. I mean, I'm then we I'm can cool cover this. You know, we can extend this because. I've got a very eclectic taste and, you know, I'm going to be pulling out some like freaking Firehouse 5 plus two songs or something <laughs> and see, <laughs> or some that's Billy the Hill, thing, the right? Hillbilly songs. So if, you know, I, I, I think we can expand this even farther if we want to do it, do it pretty regularly. I think it's a good idea. And if we got to put limits on it, I think we got to do it a lot of times or I'm going to be. Like, I'm going to have all these songs that I'm going to, like, I have to tell somebody about. Okay, so then, so then let's just call it. We'll make it a series going forward. Series. It's yes. the Disney, we'll do the it. Disney draft series. And then uh, we'll choose whatever topic the next draft is going to be whenever we have them. Because this isn't going to be something, it, uh, like I said, if we don't have some kind of restriction. It's going to be really difficult for us to narrow down in a one week process. Right. So let's do it. You know, one week could be music. One week could be movies. One week could be TV shows one week or or like one month or whatever. If we do this monthly, whatever the case is that way, if listeners want to join in and they want to do a draft, they can see how many of our picks ended up on their list or, you know, whatever the case is. Maybe whoever, like, maybe we'll do votes for listeners. We'll post them. If they post them on Instagram, we can repost and maybe we'll give a prize for the most popular drafts for some of the listeners. I don't know. I'm shooting ideas out. But, like, when I heard the draft episode on Pod Meets World, I thought, man, this is such a fun idea. I would love to do this, but we weren't on a TV show. What if we do it with music? And now that you're saying this, we can expand it. The Disney draft series, music, movies, TV, everything under the Disney New umbrella. New segment. 100 Years Yay. of Wonder. Boom. Especially well, with you know, great, great moments mo- yeah. ending. Ending soon. You know? Yeah. So we got to have something we do every week. 
you know, and you know, I or love doing great moments, or but yeah, know. or ev- recurring. But I got you know, great moments is a lot of research. I love it doing, is. but it's it's a <laughs> there's there's a lot of five page documents on my Google Docs right now. <laughs> <laughs> yep, yep. All right. Well, I'm excited. I I, I hope yeah. everybody listening is excited about this too. Um, I, I, I'm telling you, I was like a little kid at a candy store when I, when I started thinking about how we could use that same idea. So shout out to pod meets world for inspiring the Disney draft segment. That's going to be upcoming, uh, in future episodes. So get ready for that. More details will be coming to discord if you want to join in. So anyway, I think it's time to begin the wind down of this particular episode. And as we've been doing, as we just mentioned, we've been celebrating the Disney hundred years of wonder with our own little tribute segment known as great moments with Mr. Andrew with the great Mr. Andrew, Mr. Andrew. Hey, take it away. Ho, ho, ho. All right. We're here. End of the episode. Coming to a close with this great, it's a great, great moments. I can't do an accent. That's, I don't know why I try to do stuff different every time on this thing. I should just do the same thing, but no I feel like I got to switch it up. And no I don't know. Nah, is that oh, Edna mode? Uh, no, that was a horrible was, version. Of oh, that. I was trying I, to do like a Scottish. It's like, it's a great, great. I, I can't do it. Purple bag a lot of anyway. I just ignore all this. We're, <laughs> it's the end of the episode. I'm. It's warm. It's whatever. Great moments with Mr. Andrew. We're here. The years are 2007 and 2008. For video games in 2007, releases are Kingdom Hearts, Rechain of Memories, Ooh. Ratatouille the Video Game, Ratatouille Remy's New Recipes, High School Musical Sing It, Cars Mater National Championship, and Kim Possible. Also, a Buena Vista Games is renamed Disney Interactive Studios. Disney acquires Club Penguin. Um, on May 18th, 10 wireless hotspots are opened at Disneyland and Walt Disney World on the Pirates of the Caribbean attraction. Users with Nintendo DS and the game Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End can download extra content at these hotspots not available anywhere else. And on May 19th, Disneyland hosts the premiere of Pirates of the Caribbean at World's End, and all attendees are given a limited edition at World's End Nintendo DS and Nintendo uh, and at World's End game. Um, for theme parks in 2007, on January 1st, Body Wars and Cranium Command close in the Wonders of Life Pavilion at Epcot. In February, Tom Sawyer's Island closes at Disneyland for renovations. On April 2nd, Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor opens in Tomorrowland at the Magic Kingdom. On April 6th, uh, at Disney's Animal Kingdom, uh, the Disney Wildlife Conservation Fund donates 100000 each to five conservation celebrities. Uh, John Cleese, Isabella Rossellini, Wengari Mathahi, I, oh, I'm screwing that up, Ian Douglas Hamilton, and Jane Goodall. Um, also on April 6th, the Grand Fiesta Tour starring the Three Caballeros opens in the Mexico Pavilion at Epcot. On May 25th, Pirate's Lair on Tom Sawyer Islands opens at Disneyland. Uh, this was formerly called Tom Sawyer Island. On June 9th, Cars Quatre Route Rally and Crush's Coaster open in Toon Studios at Walt Disney Studios Park in Disneyland Paris. On June 11th, Finding Nemo Submarine Voyage opens in Tomorrowland at Disneyland. 
On July 9th, Spaceship Earth closes for the fourth renovation in Future World at Epcot. On August 9th, it was announced that the Disney MGM Studios at Walt Disney World was going to be rebranded Disney Hollywood Studios, effective January 7th, 2008. On September 13th, uh, the Haunted Mansion at Magic Kingdom reopens with new scenes and other enhancements. On September 24th, the Main Street Haunted Hotel opens on Main Street in Hong Kong Disneyland for Halloween. And on October 17th, Cars Land is first announced for Disney California Adventure. For Disney Cruise in 2007, on February 22nd, Disney Cruise Line announces two new cruise ships will be built, uh, scheduled to enter service in 2011 and 2012, with 122,000 gross ton uh, the ships will be two decks taller than the existing Disney cruise ships and will offer 1,250 staterooms each. Uh, the ships will be built at the Meyerwerft shipyard in Germany. Um, and in April, the Meyerwerft shipyard in Germany and Disney Cruise Line signed a contract to build the two new cruise ships. On May 12th, the Disney Magic uh, departs from Port Canaveral for a 14-day eastbound repositioning cruise to Barcelona, Spain, where we will begin uh, Disney Cruise Line's first Mediterranean cruises. And on May 26th, the Disney Wonder cruise ship begins uh, Disney Cruise Line's first 11-night Mediterranean sailings from Barcelona, Spain. Uh, other notable events of 2007, a newly updated Disney.com website is unveiled. Buffalo Technologies releases three Disney-themed USB flash drives in Japan uh, featuring Steamboat Willie, Stitch, or Winnie the Pooh. Each is uh, 512 megs of capacity with a 5,000 uh, each limit. Uh, so there's 5,000 of each created. Uh Business Week magazine publishes an article listing the world's 25 most innovative companies. Number eight is the Walt Disney Company. Uh, Business Week also uh, releases a survey from the University uh, Universium Communications of uh, 40,000 students of the most desirable undergraduate employer. Number two on the list is the Walt Disney Company. The Mighty Ducks of Anaheim win the Stanley Cup for the first time in franchise history by defeating the Ottawa Senators 6-2 in Game 5, winning the series 4-1. Due to disappointing ticket sales, the Broadway production of Tarzan closes. Um, Also, Disney's first Broadway musical, Beauty and the Beast, closes on July 29, 2007, after 46 previews and 5,461 performances, and it's Broadway's 10th longest-running production in uh, its history as of August of this year. Uh, The production holds the record for being the longest-running production at both the Palace Theater, where it opened, and the Lundfontein Theater, where it closed its Broadway run. It closes to make way for Disney's next musical, The Little Mermaid. Uh, Business Week magazine again publishes an article on the best place to launch a career at number seven is the Walt Disney Company. And the Walt Disney Company announces it will cease operating its mobile phone service in the U.S. at the end of the year. The Disney Legends class of 2007. Uh, We have uh, Rune Aldridge, Art Babbitt, Carl uh, Bongierno, I think, Marge Champion, Dick Humor, uh, Ron Logan, Lucille Martin, Tom Murphy, Randy Newman, Floyd Norman, Bob Schiffer, and Dave Smith. I gave up on birthdays. Uh, nobody know I could uh, recognize in the birthday list again. Um, notable deaths of 2007. We have February 12th, Peter Ellenshaw, May 7th, Fulton Burley, May 25th, Charles Nelson Riley, and November 6th, Imagineer Bruce Gordon. 
That brings us to 2008 for video games in 2008. Releases are Dance Dance Revolution, Disney Channel Edition, Taruk, Disney Friends, Cars Rev It Up and Radiator Springs, The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody, Circle of Spies, Wally, Hannah Montana Spotlight World Tour, The Cheetah Girls Passport to Stardom, Disney Sing It, Disney Think Fast, Bolt the Video Game, and Club Penguin Elite Penguin Force. For theme parks in 2008, in January, uh, Disney MGM Studios Backlot Tour is renamed the Studio Backlot Tour. On January 7th, as announced last year, Disney MGM Studios Park is renamed Disney Hollywood Studios at Walt Disney World. On January 31st, the Disneyland Dream Suite opens in New Lairn Square at Disneyland. On February 19th at Walt Disney World, Epcot Spaceship Earth officially reopens after a major makeover with new sponsor Siemens. On March 30th, Seasons of the Vine closes at Disney's California Adventure. On April 5th, the Twilight Zone Tower of Terror opens at Disneyland Paris. On April 28th, It's a Small World opens in Fantasyland at Hong Kong Disneyland. On May 31st, the Toy Story Midway Mania and uh, Pixar Place open at Disney Hollywood Studios. And on June 17th, Toy Story Midway Mania opens at Paradise Pier in Disney's California Adventure. On June 27th, Disney announces it's cl- it will close all six Pleasure Island clubs to be placed by other shopping and dining options. On June 3rd, the new Mark 7 monorail red uh, engine at Disneyland begins transporting guests. On July 17th, Tony Baxter and Chris Merritt announced the return of the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough at Disneyland. On October 20th, Walt Disney Imagineering Blue Sky Cellar opens in the Golden State at Disney's California Adventure. On December 5th, the Sleeping Beauty Castle walkthrough attraction reopens at Disneyland. And on December 31st, the Year of a Million Dreams promotion ends at Disneyland. For Disney Cruise in 2008, on February 7th, Disney Cruise Line celebrates its 10th anniversary. And on uh, April 10th, uh, Toy Story the Musical premiered on the Disney Wonder. Other notable events of 2008. The Little Mermaid opens on Broadway. Mary Poppins closes uh, in the West End after a three-year run. The Walt Disney Company announces the launch of a new film label, Disney Nature, dedicated to producing wildlife and environmental documentaries. Carolwood Records is created as part of the Disney Music Group and located in Nashville, Tennessee. The first Disney-operated language training center, Disney English, opens in China. And the Buzz Lightyear balloon makes its debut in the Macy's Thanksgiving uh, Day Parade. Uh, The Disney Legends class of 2008 inductees are Wayne Allawayne, Bob Booth, Neil Gallagher, Frank Gifford, Bernie Madison, Walter Paragoy, Dorothea Redmond, Rusi Taylor, Toshino Kagami, Ian McGinnis, Barbara Walters, and Oliver Wallace. Birthdays again, skipping, don't know any of the, uh, uh, I guess they'd be... Like 14-year-olds now? I don't know any 14-year-olds. Anyway, notable deaths of 2008. We have April 5th, Charlton Heston. April 14th, Ollie Johnston. May 29th, Harvey Corman. June 22nd, George Carlin. July 25th, Harriet Burns. And December 25th, Eartha Kitt. And that uh, wraps up the years 2007 and 2008 here on Great Moments with me, Mr. Andrew. Woohoo. Man, we're getting to the end here. Can't get, be down getting close. To weeks, man. Woo. It's October. This, this sucker ends basically uh, the week before Christmas, I think this ends. 
Wow. What a Christmas gift. Let's see. 100 Years of Wonder covered over 50 weeks. 50 weeks. I think the last episode will be, the last one will be on the 17th of, oh no, that's the wrong month. I lied. Two, it'll be the 13th of December, possibly, if I'm doing my math right. It'll be the 13th or the 20th, one of the two. You know, it's still a good Christmas gift or a good holiday gift. I'm for it. Yeah, to wrap this sucker up like a Christmas present. Like a present. Aww. All right. That is going to wrap it up. Mel, before we close out, uh, tell everybody about the uh, event you're going to be a part of and where they can get tickets, where they can go say hi and all that good stuff. Sure. Go ahead and follow the Isle of Magic Marketplace and on Instagram. Through there, you could go ahead and get your free tickets for the event. And the event is going to be actually in about two weeks. A little less than two weeks. On November 5th from 3 to 5, 3 to 8. Wow, I'm that tired. <laughs> from 3 to 8. And there's going to be about 30 vendors. I'll be there. There's going to be so much to do. There's going to be a pinball tournament, which if you want to check that out and just see what it is, we're going to have food. We're going to have entertainment. It's going to be a lot of fun. And there's going to be a lot of cool artwork. Um, so if you, like I said, if you go to the Isle of Magic Marketplace uh, Instagram, you can actually see just a little bit of like who's going to be there vendor wise. And you could actually see some of the stuff that they have. And I've been seeing a lot of cool stuff. I mean, if you haven't gotten your tickets, I would say RSCP now, if you can. It would be a lot of fun. And, you know, I've been just saying it over and over. Um, I would like to, you know, see you, meet you, and um, come by and say hi. So, again, third time, because <laughs> you never know. <laughs> Definitely follow on Instagram the Isle of Magic Marketplace. Tell them we said hi. I said hi. Check their stuff out. Check out the vendors. And again, grab your tickets. (laughs) Well, uh, that's going to wrap it up. If you want more of our links, you can go over to podcasters.com slash links. There you'll find our latest episode, the Quizneyland playlist, information about our latest fundraising efforts our youtube channel link and uh, larry's youtube channel link as well goofy guys adventures make sure that you're following him if you want to check out larry's adventures in the park he live streams two to three times a week so uh, make sure that you subscribe turn on those notifications so that you are alerted whenever he's uh, about to go live and that's it that's gonna wrap it up for this episode so until next time Keep dreaming, keep moving forward, and always remember to pass on the magic. Have a fantastic week, everyone. Bye. See ya. Part of the Podcateers Network.